That's because he acquired a dog. Welcome to the AfterSpark Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Els. And I'm Spex. And today we're going to be talking about episode number 42, The Autobot Run. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Yeah! So, once upon a time, on a racetrack. Spike and Chip get a brilliant idea. What if the Autobots participated in racing? Bumblebee arrives and says, one limo bot at your service, uh, which is adorable, might I add. Mm Mm-hmm. Spike asks Bee how he feels about racing. Bee is decidedly not a speedster, as he seems down for it as long as it's under the speed limit, which also amusingly goes against the fact that he totally got pulled over for speeding in an earlier episode, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Laserbeak overhears this exchange. I'm not exactly sure how any of this is going to help the Decepticons, but all right. The Decepticons are just, they're here to gather all the information they can. It's Laserbeak's job. I, I am just imagining him picking up on the most mundane information and, like, having to pass it off to Soundwave because it's his job. Yeah. Oh, God, they probably have terabytes of information stored someplace. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Elsewhere, in a weirdly well-preserved Old West town, the Constructicons are finishing the dumb 80s weapons of the week. The, um, Transfixatron, which sounds... Like, it could be a lot of things, but probably not what you're expecting. Uh, which has, of course, a purple gun mounted on a weird stand thing. Yep. Laserbeak's arrival causes Megatron to go off-model and resemble Homer Simpson for a split second in the math department. Which is very unnerving. <laughs> yeah, and I, I keep envisioning it right now, and it is definitely very unnerving. Very, very, very unnerving. Um, Laserbeak hops into Soundwave's chest compartment and reports on the doings of the Autobots' human allies. And the Autobots, too, I guess, since Mumblebee was there. Yeah. Megatron is going to make good use of this information about the, uh, proposed Autobot race. Get Not sure how, but okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, first he's got to test out his new toy, much to the chagrin of Starscream, who really does not approve that they're not beating up the Autobots right now. You know, I think he's just salty that Megatron had the Constructicons build his new toy instead of him. Yeah, that sounds... That sounds on brand. He calls it an idiotic contraption. Of course, the moment Megatron threatens to use it on Starscream as his first test subject, suddenly Starscream changes his tune and if the device might work or not. After all, what's a test without a guinea pigatron? Yes, Megatron said that word for word. (laughs) Guinea pig has clearly entered the Decepticon's lexicon. Yes. So Megatron picks up the entire gun, which again, I remind you, is on a base, uh, and uh, shoots Starscream. Why does it have a stand at all? Maybe just get a shoulder strap or a harness or something for it? Or a table? Do they not want to draw a table? This is a very stupidly designed contraption. Which, you know, is per the norm for 80s cartoons. At first, it appears that the gun has done nothing to Starscream. Starscream responds just about how you'd expect, not mocking Megatron for his high-tech garbage. But Megatron tells Starscream to try and transform, which of course he can't, because that's the entire function of the Transfixitron. Transfixing you in your... Alt. Alt mode, yeah. And so Shockwave suddenly appears standing next to Megatron despite not being in any of the previous shots. I also don't think he shows up again in this episode, and he certainly doesn't have any lines. Yeah, he just... Poof. 
just taking a mini vacation. Presumably, <laughs> he wanted off Cybertron for a while. Doing. Yeah. Uh, Starscream begs Megatron to return him to normal. They bicker. There's some back and forth. Megatron threatens to leave him this way forever. Starscream says, "But I'm too valuable to you. I'm too good of a lay boss. You can't do this." <laughs> Megatron tells him to stop whining and uh, return Starscream to normal. He then monologues a bit about how they're going to use the Transfixitron on the Autobots, and then commands the Constructicons to get started on the second device. So we don't just get one silly 80s weapon of the week, we get two in this episode. Gee, I wonder what it looks like. (laughs) The answer to that might surprise you. (laughs) This inexplicably involves Hook plunging his namesake into the ground to begin excavating. With his hook. The Constructicons, well, the other Constructicons begin digging in a much more sensible manner. Now, at the Ark, uh, Chip and Spike are on the cusp of convincing Optimus Prime of their charity racing idea. The other Autobots all seem pretty for it. Ironhide wants some action or he'll rust. I'm not sure if I had Ironhide's ult that racing would be my first choice of a leisure activity, but more power to you, buddy. Obviously, he's just going to use his multitude of weaponry to booby trap the track. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's got some sort of pa- rocket booster. More <laughs> the rocket-powered fist! <laughs> yeah. Or at least everybody but Huffer is into the idea. Frankly, I have to wonder where Red Alert is, because he'd probably be having a conniption. Okay, he is locked up in his room, monitoring things, probably. And it's like, I don't see it, I don't hear it, it does not exist, I imagine. Uh, but of course, this means Huffer is voluntold that he gets to stay and watch the base. Yep. Ah, Huffer, who gets to be responsible today. But Braun, Ratchet, and Wheeljack stay behind to keep him company. Which is weird, because isn't Wheeljack's alt a race car? Yeah, he's a Lancia Stratus. You think he'd be more into this? Maybe he's just not that big into going around around, around and around in a circle. It's just not so exciting for him. I, I do like the idea of somebody who definitely does not have the personality of a racing car being put into the body of a racing car. Like, no, he's a scientist. In all, all, all reality, he should be like a um, a sedan or something. But, but he got stuck in the body of a race car. Optimus leads the rest of the Autobots out with the call of... Roll for the show! At the racetrack with our celebrity guest, the Autobots. <laughs> our roster for today is Cliffjumper, Blue Streak, Jazz, Prowl, Sideswipe, Ironhide, Hound, Sunstreaker, Optimus, Trailbreaker, Mirage, Windcharger, and Gears. Huffer was too cranky to come, but Gears is just fine with this today. He's a sporty little car. He can have a little racing, you know, as a treat. <laughs> Uh, one man from the audience jumps up and says, Hey! Where are their cars? Honey, honey, they are the cars. Has this man been living under a rock for a year or so or however long they've been there and missed the whole giant transforming alien robots bit? Very probably. <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna go with a yes here. Yes. Where do you live, man? I, I would like directions because I would like to not be in society right now. <laughs> Um, so we see Bumblebee chilling off to the side with Chip and Spike as the two of, the three of them, rather, watch the race. B doesn't really seem like he cares for sports. He likes the speed limit just fine, thanks. That's what he said to their degree. I know, it's funny. Mostly I'm just wondering if he was involved in that episode where Optimus plays basketball with... (laughs) I can't remember. I, like, I'm 
Sunstreaker and I think Sideswipe, but I don't I don't remember if B was involved with the basketball or not. I feel like he wasn't, but yeah, I don't remember. So maybe, yeah, he's just, B does not care about sports. Yeah. Ah, the Autobots predictably transform and line up at the starting line. The race begins. Ironhide and Trailbreaker rib each other a little bit as neither of them seems terribly quick. Sunstreaker leaves the rest in the dust, taunting them as he goes by. Oh, my beautiful idiot. <laughs> Mirage, being an actual Formula One race car, also pulls ahead, and Jazz decides they need a soundtrack. Which I would think driving around in circles would be boring, so I don't know. That seems like a very good call to me. <laughs> yeah. Optimus Prime is inexplicably close to the lead. I mean, maybe everyone is... Too afraid to pass it. <laughs> Maybe. And they're all just chill and this is their equivalent of jogging around a track. <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. Suddenly, Skywarp appears overhead, transforming into his root mode and pulling the Transpixatron out of his ass. Subspace, hammer space, wherever Optimus hides his trailer. Skywarp hits all of the Autobots on the track with the Transpixatron. Spike sees this and says, what is that? Bumblebee responds with something about energy evaporation from all the speed. Bumblebee responds with bullshit. <laughs> Let's just be straight about this. A Skywarp teleports away, meeting back up with the Decepticons. Megatron actually praises him. Again, he really seems to like Skywarp. Back on the racetrack, Ironhide asks Trailbreaker if he felt anything weird. And then Trailbreaker again ribs him because Ironhide's in last place. And really, when you get down to it, they are in a race of two and are really only up for who's not in last place right now because they are both very slow. Yeah. The group approaches the finish line with Jazz and Mirage out in front. We're not really told who wins, but it's safe to assume it was either Jazz or Mirage or maybe both of them. Yeah. On to the next event on the docket for today, the Autobots... Incredible car stunts. Sunstreaker has all the other Autobots line up so he can jump over them off, you know, jump off a ramp over them, rather. Ah, oh, time to be a daredevil. Some of, <laughs> some of the Autobots dislike this idea more than others, but they all, you know, comply and line up. Optimus tells Sunstreaker he won't be able to make it. Spoiler alert, Sunstreaker does not make it. <laughs> but a Sunstreaker is saved by some quick thinking by Windcharger who catches him with his magnets. And the crowd seems to love it anyway, so mission accomplished. Mirage catches sight of the Decepticons and the Autobots attempt to transform. Of course, Megatron lands in front of them and gloats. <laughs> it's Megatron. I mean, it's what he does. It's what he loves. It's what he lives for. <laughs> <laughs> then Megatron uses, utilizes some eye lasers to chase the humans away. When did he get eye lasers? He's just had so much stupid shit installed. <sighs> Help, the Autobots are in danger. That's commercial. <laughs> Is this a facelift for Decepticons? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> the Decepticons attack, and with the Autobots in car mode, they aim for the tires. B gets Spike and Ship out of there before they're noticed and heads back to the Ark. Ironhide tells everybody to push past that flat tire, but they start taking hits from Thundercracker's incendiary blasts. Ironhide says, I'm getting sunburned on the inside! Push past it, Ironhide! Push past it! <laughs> Soundwave then disables the Autobots' communicators, and Megatron says, To take them away! B's plan actually worked quite well, and the Decepticons never noticed them at all, and they were able to get back to the Ark until the remaining Autobots, basically all this shit went down. Yep. Huffer bitches and moans before Braun threatens to put his footio into his audio. That's not even clever. <laughs> it isn't. I know what I'm watching, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Chip uses Teletran 1 and he, Wheeljack, and Ratchet are very quickly able to come up with a hypothesis for what could have caused the Autobots to not be able to transform. Ratchet and Wheeljack can get to work. They got some business to take care of. Good thing two, they left two of the scientists behind. Where's Perceptor? Yeah, Beachcomber. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I they're just think... off today, apparently. <laughs> Maybe Beachcomber took the, the, the Dinobots out. Yeah, that's just the right reoccurring joke at this point, is he, he babysits the Dinobots in his, his downtime. Beachcomber and Perceptor took the Dinobots out on some So sort of Ratchet and Wheeljack could have a nice, quiet couple's day at home, and then this happened. Yes. Gotcha. Back in the Old West, Megatron unveils his second bullshit machine. Guess what it does? Guess what it does? It's gonna eat the Autobots! That's what he says, but that thing has fucking tentacles. Remember what I said? If you, what you didn't expect, it has fucking tentacles. And you know, it makes me think, remember that episode with the giant supercomputer Torque 3 and the weird kink machines he was using against the Autobots? I am just saying, he did that after being corrupted by Megatron. After! Yeah. Megatron has a thing or kink machines. Yeah, the, the machine is really dark purple. It has a long grabby claw and a crusher at the top and also weirdly enough the smaller tentacles. Don't know what to do with your machine? Add more tentacles. Apparently, well I mean the whole theoretically them coming from the quintessence kind of makes that a really It does weird. make a little bit more sense with that, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Time to shudder. <laughs> Ironhide cuts off Megatron with the sentiment of, oh, just kill us already, rather than have to listen to him talk. But of course, Megatron wants to demonstrate to them exactly how they're going to die. But so the cons toss in some stuff to show the Autobots how they're going to get crushed. Did they just go off and grab some junk for this? I assume maybe it was spare parts from the machine, or like, they didn't use them in building the machine. Maybe. While all this is going on, Hound is able to transmit a single image to the Ark, despite their communicators being disabled. Teletran 1 is able to triangulate their exact location based on this one image, which I guess is not out of the realm of possibility. It still seems kind of silly. Yeah. Um, Soundwave, being, you know, the only competent one here, realizes that something's up pretty quickly and shoots Hound's gun that was also acting as his transmitter. He's the guy who does the... Holograms. Yes. Uh, that was what I was... Yeah. So, yeah. Who knows what the fuck Hound can do? Megatron's new machine spits a tiny little block of crushed metal out, so apparently he was concerned with how much space his enemy's corpses would take up. At least he's not literate? I guess. <laughs> I mean, you can always recycle material, but uh, I guess he's an evil villain, so... Uh... Yeah. He's going to build a house out of his enemy's corpses is what I'm getting from this, okay? It's going to have an entire fortress of Autobots. I think more likely to do the chair out of corpses. That's but I true. Mean, there I are think... that many Autobots there. Yes, but I think there's also weird precedent for that in the comics. Yeah, probably. Megatron tells the Constructicons to make Ironhide the first target, and the Autobots surround him, like, circling up the wagons. <laughs> And the but the Constructicons just sort of casually pick them up and toss them over to the side and get to Ironhide anyway. Because again, they're all stuck in car mode. Yeah. Uh, back at the Ark, Wheeljack and Ratchet's labors have produced the Holy Head Grenade! <laughs> <laughs> the 
this will apparently create energy waves that will allow the others to go back to normal. Unfortunately, there's no time to test if this will work, so off they go to try to save their friends. Back with the cons, Ironhide is in the grasp of the purple chompy machine and about to be eaten, but Optimus sends out Roller. It's Roller time, guys! <laughs> Jazz hands. <laughs> Jazz doesn't have any hands right now. <laughs> Jazz speakers. Roller begins uh, weaving between the Decepticons' legs as they all start shooting at him. The rest of the Autobots arrive just in time, and Ratchet gets to be Ironhide again because he's miscolored again. So Ironhide is about to get eaten and is also driving up to himself. Good times, good times, guys. (laughs) While the cons are distracted, Optimus rams the machine, causing it to drop Ironhide onto the ground. Megatron's pissed and fires on Optimus and Ironhide. Ratchet is a Ratchet again before turning back into Ironhide for three sec- uh, three seconds later. Soundwave, his cassettes, Skywarp, and Thundercrack begin attacking them. But at least Spike brought his personal protective equipment today. Yay. <laughs> Wheeljack is running in an attempt to protect the grenade in what can only be described as a Scooby-Doo-esque sequence. Which is very applicable considering how many Scooby-Doo voice actors are in this show. But anyway, I have no idea how the cons know that Wheeljack is the one they should target right now, but they are targeting him. Yeah. Two Thundercrackers appear to be chasing Wheeljack before one disappears, presumably Skywarp, uh, you know, teleporting, and reappears as Starscream before yelling in Skywarp's voice. So everything went wrong in that scene that possibly could. Well, aside from just completely forgetting to color characters at all. Yes, yes. But but I think because the Seekers are all the same model, it's almost worse when they're they're colored the wrong color. Yeah. The grenade is knocked out of Wheeljack's hand before Spike catches it. Soundwave then makes a beeline for him, and Soundwave's like, get the human microbe! <sighs> Spike then tosses the holy hand grenade to Chip, who begins wheeling away like there's absolutely no tomorrow. Soundwave sends out Ravage, who knocks Chip over just as he throws the grenade to the Autobots. Ravage apparently just leaves him alone after he does this instead of, I don't know, mauling him. He's a considerate cat. (laughs) Thankfully, the grenade does indeed work, pissing off Megatron, who orders the Constructicons to combine. And they seem quite happy to have something to do that isn't work on Megatron's pet projects. Finally! Conflict! Hit Devastator then tosses the Autobots around. And surprising the hell out of us, the propulsion via hand thrusters makes a surprise second appearance with Wheeljack. Who gets the great idea of defeating Devastator with the Transfixitron and enlists Cliffjumper to help him because he cannot reach the controls without help because the gun is too tall. Yeah. So they hit Devastator with the uh, Gadget of the Week, and Devastator falls to pieces. Megtron realizes they're outnumbered without Devastator in the Decepticons retreat. Ironhide and Trailbreaker knock over the Transfixitron, which... Then it has a tiny explosion for no good reason. (laughs) Ratchet groans about how many repairs he's going to have to do now in the episode ends. So join us next time for episode 43, The Golden Lagoon. Skinny dipping robots. Skinny dipping robots everywhere. Oh, and also the Decepticons want to be shiny. (laughs) And environmental destruction. But let's not forget the shiny. (laughs) The shiny's what's important here. Okay, so we have two fanfic recommendations, one wildcard fic from Al's and one from myself. 
Mine is Going to the Dogs by Koi Longfish. It's in the G1 cartoon continuity, rated K+. It's Jen, there is no pairings, and the characters are Red Alert, Prowl, Inferno, and Jazz. In summary, human tourists cause Prowl and Red Alert some confusion. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> and so the reason I picked this one is because the race is basically like human outreach, social outreach, more or less. They're, they're trying to be entertainers. So the fanfic about the humans effectively trying to reach out and build more of a social profile with humans by inviting tourists into the arc and trying to be transparent <laughs> is, it's a fun concept and I like it. Fair. It's a one shot, so therefore complete. So let's go on to Alice's choice. Alright, my fanfic suggestion for today is casting for a Tate Brothers film. It is by Little Miss Sweetgrass, the continuity is IDW, it is rated G, it is slash, but very light slash, I would say. Uh, our pairings are Cos Coswave, and our characters are Soundwave, Marissa, Rumble, Frenzy, Buzzsaw, Laserbeak, and Cosmos. And in summary, Soundwave gets a phone call from Marissa that he really, really doesn't want to deal with right now. It is a one-shot. It's very short, but it's very cute. <laughs> It's kind of, I think, Soundwave trying to sleep and getting calls that involve Thundercracker. <laughs> a sudden attack of the Thundercracker. Nice. And that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillowford as AfterSpark-Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, and various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcasts such as AO3, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. And feel free to send us questions on Tumblr, YouTube, or AO3. Till next time, I'm Spex. I'm Alice. Toodles. <laughs>